You're listening to Ramp, the Insight Squared podcast. This is Ramp, the SaaS analytics podcast brought to you by Insight Squared, your go-to solution for powerful sales performance analytics. I'm your host, Kara Hogan, and today we're going deep into the world of SaaS marketing with Sujin Patel. Sujan is the co-founder of bootstrap startup contentmarketer.io, which offers tools that help you scale and automate your social media and content marketing efforts. He has over 12 years of internet marketing experience, including as the former VP of marketing at When I Work and founder of a digital marketing agency where he helped clients like Salesforce, Mint, TurboTax, and LinkedIn. Now Sujan likes to be everywhere at once. He spent the past year traveling to seven countries, meeting with 368 people, writing more than 250 blog posts, speaking at seven conferences, and much more. He has even bigger goals for this year, including driving growth at Content Marketer. So Sujin, you set some very aggressive goals for yourself every year, and you actually achieve them. How do you push yourself to run two companies, write so often, and still stay sane? So I would say I'm definitely not sane. (laughs) There's definitely a lot of sacrifices, I think, on the kind of physical side as well as the mental. Some of the consequences is uh, that my memory is kind of more short term. I just kind of, if it's not immediate or super urgent, I forgot it. Like I forget it, but I have it like written down. It's just kind of hard work, right? I I think there's no sexy kind of happy story behind it is just putting in that elbow grease and, and and time. So I'm instead of putting in weekends, having fun and nights, having fun or spending time with my family, I'm busting my ass to, to build these startups. So I'm super passionate and that's kind of what fuels me. And that gives me the energy. That's kind of my Red Bull. I built companies to help marketers and Mm -hmm. because I'm a marketer, it's one, it's helping myself. So I'm essentially solving my own problem before building these things. I I validated it with other marketers and solving their problems. And it's cool seeing people use it or using the software and essentially I'm learning from it too. So a lot of, uh, a lot of the customers actually give me feedback or even advice on how to better use the, my own product. So it's, I think that whole kind of ecosystem helps fuel that energy to keep going. So how did you first get into the SaaS space and why do you think it's a particularly strong opportunity for entrepreneurs in that market? I got into it six or seven years ago. During my agency days, I saw a rise of, of companies like Salesforce and you know that's probably a big example, but there's you know hundreds of smaller ones. They they reached out to us to asking for help. And when I saw the things we did for like a SaaS business compared to a service-based business or e-commerce how compounding it was mm. that whole subscription model and how like how little traffic you need and how much a customer's worth because it's the recurring revenue i fell in love with that business model and i kind of dug deeper and and even joining the company when i work.com which is essentially my full-time job i joined because the ceo was a super awesome like a really smart product guy and i wanted to learn that aspect i've been on the marketing side for so long I don't actually didn't actually know before joining when I work how to actually build the product. So that education helped me build the the two SaaS businesses I'm running today. Sujan's product specifically helps content marketers like himself do influencer marketing easily. I took what I've been doing for years. Actually, my agency, I did about a million outbound emails to promote content, build links, create relationships, 
And those three things I use either Twitter or email for. And I did a lot of this manually. So Content Marketer is a way to find email addresses and Twitter handles of people by scanning a URL and or uploading like a CSV. So kind of like a list building tool. Essentially, you, you reach out to them with some sort of angle or hook. And there's a bunch of templates in there to help you do so. And I found that one, like that one little thing that you do can dramatically improve the success rate of your content. Like that one tweet or, you know, a few tweets or that action essentially is that initial flywheel that helps kind of keep that momentum going. It's it's something that industry around marketers and content marketing and social media is something I know very well. I've been doing it for 13 years. And so unlike other SaaS companies, I, I am targeting specifically marketers because I'm a marketer. I know the audience. I know the pain point. And although, you know, it's it's probably not the best industry for SaaS because it's so crowded, it's an industry I have a leg up on because that's what I've been doing and living and breathing for the last 10 years. Because he's an expert on the industry, Sujin fully understands both the upside and the downside to targeting content marketers. He said, while it's not a tough audience to market to, it can be a tough segment to sell to. Some of the biggest challenges, one is getting people to to commit, right? Because there's so many articles on content marketing, how to do it right. You know, there's there's so many different things. I feel like there's so much knowledge out there, but when you try to take that knowledge and put it into action or take that and put it into experience, it's very, very difficult. So one of our biggest problems with content marketer is is onboarding and getting people to get that aha moment and use it and promote content. Also, typical marketing SaaS companies have churn problems. They, you know, churn, at least from companies I've talked to, is in the six to fifteen percent range. So you have to be growing faster than 6 to 15% just to maintain your average revenue. Unfortunately, it, that's what we have to work against. But the advantage is marketers love talking about marketing tools. So although we have a tough problem on the back end and onboarding people, we get so much buzz and get people talking about the tool. Like what, what I've learned is when you make someone look good and you help them look good and to their friends, that creates this the perfect situation for people to share it. And that's that's literally what I do. And when people mention this, like I manually reach out. Um, in fact, I use my own software to build build an audience and, and I'm doing and practicing what I preach. Sujin also recently launched not one but two free tools, Connector and Notifier, which both offer a simplified version of the functionality in the core product. He explained that even though there isn't a high conversion rate from free to paid, the tools are still valuable for his business. To be honest, our conversion rate from free to paid is horrible. It's probably under a percent. I'll I'll give it to you straight up. We have Mm -hmm. like 10 customers of Notifier, but that's not the point. What the success or what kind of the numbers or what I was hoping for behind Notifier and what I'm hoping for with Connector as well is give people the quick win and educate people with in how to do content promotion, at least as a as the minimal thing they can do. And uh, to put it in perspective, and the way I look at this is that in the first six months in existence of Content Marketer, it took us about, you know, again, six months to get around 3,500 trials in the door, people actually starting a trial. With Notifier, in about six weeks, we got 2,000 wow. into, into Content Marketer. And what we essentially did was with when you set up for Notifier, you're under the Content Marketer IO branding. So you're naturally going to want to be curious and like, oh, what's this other tool? And then we follow up with some small little email nuggets on how to use it, kind of all full-fledged products. So in terms of a lead gen type thing, it was very successful. In terms of you know another revenue source, 
it was a complete failure, but that wasn't our goal anyways. I hate to use the term growth hacks, but you're well known for doing a lot with just a few resources. How do you get so much momentum for your company in such a short time? So growth hacks, I mean, it was just really hacks to invest in building relationships. We have a couple of Slack groups we're in together, pretty much like curating and getting a group of smart people together and sharing knowledge and, and just really helping each other out. I think that was the growth hacks that got Content Marketer IO on the map and even, even narrow because what I found was that I don't even have to talk about what my tool does. I just have to talk to people and naturally they're going to be curious to know if they have, let's say, positive conversation with me, they're going to want to know like, Hey, if this guy's so smart or maybe, you know, like this guy helped me with X, I wonder what his company does. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started. And, and what I did with the early launch and actually pre-launch of content marketers, I gave it to all my community for free. And I was like, Hey, tech, check this out. This is how you can use it. I handholded a lot of people and I pretty much made sure that they got a win out of it. And now because they got a win out of it, when I'm launching or after I'm launching or any tool I'm launching after that, they know that whatever I'm doing is going to be solid. So I naturally just get people flocking to whatever I launch. All of this was part of Sujan's plan to build his personal brand. He said he was inspired to connect personally with as many people as possible. Backing up to like early 2014, I knew that I needed to build a personal brand. So all of this happened because I built a personal brand. And then I read an article from Pat Flynn and also from Neil Patel. And it's about, uh, it was on like building 1,000 raving fans. And that that was my goal last year, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and actually going into this year, it's my goal this year. I, I knew that if I had a thousand people or a few people, or as many people as I can get really talking about what I'm doing, I could get them to talk about whatever I'm doing. So what if, if I'm selling dog food, if I can get a thousand people selling, talking about dog food, that would be a huge win. So back in 2014, I decided to really invest into my personal brand and start being getting really serious because I saw the success of what Neil did from, I think, 2005 to 2015. Like he just blew up. Mm-hmm. And I was a part of like the uh, parts of his journey and I saw it from kind of an external perspective. And so I wanted to do something similar. But I mean, Neil is just one example. I was just a little closer to to his kind of personal brand building. So I knew a little bit more about it, but like lots of other entrepreneurs have done something similar. So one thing I started doing mid last year and, and there's actually a secret behind it. Um, so I started doing these dinners again, as a part of my personal brand, I started traveling more to do speaking engagements and I was going to conferences. And so what I started doing is a dinner series. It's a private dinner for marketers and entrepreneurs, pretty much like ideally C level or, or executives and above to just get a group of people together, like 10 to 12 people max in various locations and all where I travel to, I made a very you know nice landing page. I made it super sleek and I wanted to get people actually filling out the form and, and filling out the email addresses and so that it would actually determine what cities I go to next. But I launched with all the pretty much places I'm traveling to, but that's what I know. What what you see from an external perspective is like, holy crap, this guy's traveling the world to go meet people. I mean, yes, you can look at it that way, but really it's just, no, this is where I'm going to. And I'd like to meet people along the way. And then I started a Slack group and there's so much Slack groups. Like that, that's, I did a 2015 recap recently and my biggest success or like my biggest growth hack of last year was that I just joined in a few Slack groups and now I'm in about 20 
of marketers and startup founders, SaaS founders. I'm in so many different Slack groups. And it's awesome because I have access to some of the smartest people ever. And then like I went to Saster the other week and I literally just met people that I've been talking to online on Slack for a while. Now, like that's a pretty, it's, it's uh, like a kind of interesting transition to real life, right? So Slack, I think of it as a deeper, it's more conversational than email. I probably would have had these conversations over email, but because I've had these live conversations with people over Slack, when I met somebody in person, it was awesome because we kind of already knew each other. We just like continued the conversation. And, And why I say it's a growth hack is that it was a hack to get in my, get a foot in the door to meeting some really, really awesome and powerful people. In fact, I met Sujin through a Slack group of growth marketers, and he later invited me to one of those dinners he hosted in Boston. This work led directly to me inviting him to be on this podcast, so obviously his tactics are working. But Sujin isn't only focused on branding. He's also an incredibly data-driven marketer. I love talking about numbers. This is I, I am obsessed with numbers. I look at my analytics, and I use, for, for content marketer and narrow, I use a product called Profit Well from Price Intelligently. I think it's free. I don't know my co-founder set it up, but I love it. It's it's the SaaS metrics I go to. So no no specific order, but really just in order what I focus on is one is the number of visitors I get to my site, the number of mentions. So the number of mentions uh, of people essentially mentioning my product is more important to me than the number of of new trials. But I then I also mention new trials. And the reason is that I know that with content marketing, I think it's still pretty early in how far along the industry is going. I think it's going to get much, much better and people are going to start investing into... I think people have been investing into content marketing, but really they're investing into blogging and creating content. They haven't even... I I don't believe most of the industry has got into the marketing part of content marketing. I think they're still on the content part. So it's I'm, I'm focusing on the long game. And so... I measure mentions. I put weight on the number of mentions more than trials. But then the next thing is is trials. Uh, I look at the conversion rate, and I'm looking at my conversion rate from visitor to trial and trial to paid customer. I'm also looking, and I do that for all the all the tools, including the freemium tools. I'm also looking at the number of how sticky the products are. So I'm looking at retention, how when a new trial, I, I call it an engaged trial. So I don't really care if they become a customer. I just want them to have a positive experience with the tool. And if they can't afford it, honestly, if they email me and say, Hey, like this is an awesome tool. I can't afford it. I'll give it to them for free. I don't really care about the short term money. I care about people getting used to marketing their content and that habit and my tools and brand being associated with that transition more than anything. So I look at what's engaged. And to me, it engages when you use my product three or more times. If you use Content Marketer IO three times or Notifier three times, you're pretty much going to be a, a customer. We've been we're pretty early, so I don't know LTV just yet. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, you know, the churn problems most marketing tools have. We don't have that as big of a problem. But then again, we only have around 200 customers for Content Marketer IO, actually 250 for Content Marketer IO. Because he's so focused on customers having a positive experience with the product, Sujin has invested significant amounts of time in making customer onboarding easy and painless. 
I invested a lot of time into it. It's me. <laughs> There's no money really. Uh, we use intercom for our flow and, and we use segment for all of our data. So I, I pretty much took a, a very similar stack to what we use at when I work where, which we're like a 10, $15 million company annually. I took it down to what we can afford out of my own pocket uh, for a bootstrap startup. Segment is our, our, our kind of data set. And then we use intercom on top of that. And then uh, MailChimp for some basic marketing automation. Yeah, most of this stuff is me. So I actually do calls with customers on a week or potential customers on a weekly basis. In fact, like what I did because I want to talk and know the customers and know more than what I think they are, I want to actually hear from the horse's mouth. When you sign up for Content Marketer, you actually are asked a survey question. It's like, how much content are you producing on a monthly basis? What's your budget? What's your blog? Do you want to talk to the co-founder? And that's me. If they say yes, they put in their phone number and I literally just call them. Like I don't call them immediately, but I call them pretty much at the end of each day when I'm driving home from work. Um, I call them on my way back and I do this every day. And uh, I also schedule meetings. My whole drip campaigns are all around talk to me personally. If you talk to me, I will teach you not really... The conversations are not really around how to use Content Marketer I.O., I will teach you how to do content marketing the way I do it. So I've been doing that. And naturally, Content Marketer RO is one way to do it. So these calls are not really strategy or a sales call. It's a, I call them brainstorming calls. And essentially, I'm just kind of paying goodwill and learning about the customer, learning about the audience. And hopefully, what that results to is a better Content Marketer IO experience and further driving the direction. But yeah, I mean, that's how I engage people now. I've done this for about three months now. I've talked to about 200 potential customers, about 200 trials or so of, of people that have kind of opted in to chat with me. And I found out that from the one-on-one conversations, I'm going to start doing um, weekly webinars and weekly office hours. So office hours are going to be not about content marketing. It's all about content marketing, a brainstorming session with a group, a small group of people. And that's how I'm going to scale that. And eventually, I'll probably have help. But one thing I learned from Heath and Shaw early on is that when he launched Crazy Egg, first two years, he was doing customer support. And so learning that type of information from your customers is so valuable. And whether that contributes to growth or not, that's, that's going to be me for a long time. So during these content marketing brainstorming sessions, what strategy do you recommend to your customers? What do you think is the key to building an effective content strategy that actually leads to business growth and new sales? It's not about you. If you're building a content strategy, keep it about your customers and, and about solving their problems, not your solution to their problems, right? So like if you are a if you're a subscription dog food service, you know, your content strategy should be around like how to live with your dog, like how to take care of them, how to what's what's healthy or maybe exciting stories, you know, something on the kind of a pull, pulling that emotional string around like uh, how a dog is a man's or woman's best friend. Yes, your solution is selling food and subscription, but you become that default by talking about other things. So again, the strategy behind this is really to talk about things that are going to help your customer or potential customer and problems and solve their problems. And yeah, sometimes or most of the time, your solution is going to be a part of that problem solving, but not completely. The other part is, again, do promotion, right? So don't just write content. I challenge everyone listening to this. And in general, what are three to five ways you can promote 
your piece of content? How are you going to get the word out? If you don't have three to five ways you're going to get the word out for your content, you probably shouldn't publish it. So that simple rule right there has helped most companies go from writing content to actually doing content marketing and creating a strategy around it. And it's very tactical, but once you get a few tactics that are working, you have a clear kind of direction of a strategy or a a kind of a mix of tactics that could form up into a strategy. Now it's time for Risky Business, where we ask our guests to share a story of the most dangerous thing they've ever done. And Sujin's done a few. So, I mean, I skydive and I, I race cars and motorcycles amateurly, if they're not, not professionally at all. But so I do a lot of kind of dangerous things. The most physically dangerous thing I've done is go skydiving. And one time I was skydiving, the plane engine, the propeller stalled out. So they, we couldn't increase altitude anymore. This is about like six, 7,000 feet in the air. If you're, if you're a skydiver, you're supposed to jump out at anywhere between 10 and 15 K. So we didn't make it up there. And Pretty much, I was learning skydiving, so I was like 30, 35 jumps in, and they're like, everybody get out. And I was like, holy crap. Like, I mean, I, you know, I was practically ready, but uh, we jumped out. The, the pilot was able to land like in a field, like a kind of a, a harsh landing. Obviously, the plane was very damaged, but like no, he, he was safe. But yeah, everyone got out. So after that experience uh, of like being unprepared or just like not anticipating it, you know, look, if you're a SaaS founder, if you're whatever you're doing, your plane might crash. But you if you're smart, if you're savvy, you're going to figure out a way to get out of it, right? So that's kind of what my lesson was. And it was obviously I had all my gear on it, uh, and I made it out alive. And hopefully, you know, there's been situations in, in, in the past, probably not everyone has had that experience, meaning they haven't made it out alive, but I did. <laughs> and again, it was, it was something that's like, okay, look, if I experience a plane crash and I made it out alive, like what is there to be scared of? In, in, bus- in business, for me at least, right? Like, what's the worst that can happen? My next, another plane is going to crash. Like, I'm not scared of, uh, of failure anymore or a little less of death these days. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to learn more about Sujin Patel, you can visit his website, contentmarketer.io, and check out his free tools, narrow.io and connector.io. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I hope you enjoyed some insights from a great marketing-focused guest. I know I did. See you again in two weeks for another jam-packed episode of Ramp.